come into agreement with what God's doing in our lives and you can stand, you can sit, you can whatever. We're just, but we're going to continue to worship kind of during this time. And, and uh, so my ask is if there's anybody in here that would have uh, something you'd want to share, the Lord may have dramatically saved you. There may have been a, a healing miracle. could have been a financial miracle. There could have been all kinds of things. A testimony is just really a story of what God's done, right? And we just want to just thank Him. Lord, thank You so much for what You've done in our lives. And I believe this. I believe that as we thank God and we share the story out loud, that, that there's movement that happens in heaven. And, and it gives Him permission to do it again in someone else's life. I was just, I just saw on Facebook, anybody do Facebook, right? I just saw on Facebook, someone was tell, sharing a st- testimony of being impacted by this church. They I think they live in Omaha now. And they're, they're free of alcohol addiction because of a few people in this church that are taking time with them and God. Yeah, isn't that awesome? And they just said, they just said, Pastor Jonathan, I just want to say thank you. I wish I could be there for the service and tell everybody that. Isn't that cool? I just think God wants to free people. God wants to heal. So would you, uh, and this is the, my, my, my request also, is that the, the Reader's Digest version, right? <laughs> like like a, mi- a minute and 30 seconds. And that everybody can get through. But uh, a few people, if you, if you have a, a story or testimony, I just want you to come on up. Just stand over here to my left. And you can do that, everybody, at once right now. Go. Jesus. You can come up too. Yeah, Sue. And if you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you think of one, you're like, oh, that's me, then you can come up and get in line as well, all right? And I'll, and I'll hold the mic, preacher, all right? <laughs> Praise God. What we were worshiping, um, the Lord was bringing to my, my, my uh, remembrance something that's going on right now as we were worshiping. My daughter's in um, Nashville right now, and she's leading worship at, at, at um, Abundant Life Christian Center. My son right now is playing the uh, box drum in, 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 in my, Vernon, Ohio. And I just saw in the spirit just this, this, this like this triangle of light and like God's angels were and this triangle from, from, from Nebraska to Nashville to Mount Vernon back and back. And it was just large, just just circle of light and power. And it was like he was his, 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 his legion were, were, were leading. And I just saw one with a sword and he kept going back and forth and around and around this triangle of what of this of this area, that God was doing something special, and it is no coincidence that we're all located somewhere. And there's no coincidence anytime when God has a strategic plan, He places people where He wants to. Think about Joshua. It was not Joshua. Um, I'm sorry. Um, 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 when when God told told the uh, Israelites to go and uh, to the to the king and send the worshipers first. Yep, it, was yep, not, yep. it was not an accident that God told them that. It was not his idea. It was actually God's plan. God has a strategy for each one of our locations and each one of our, 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 our stories and our testimonies. Whoa. Jesus. Jesus. Lord, we just come into agreement right now. Lord, there might even be people in this room that feel like, like you know, they're out of place or they don't know where their location is. And Lord, right now, I just ask that you would start to confirm in people's hearts, Lord, that they're placed exactly where they need to be. And Lord, if they're not, Lord, that there would be a revelation in their hearts. Go now. Here's the place. 
Lord, I thank you for strategically placing us in places of work and places of, in churches and communities and cities. In Jesus' name. Okay, uh, uh, Pastor, um, you uh, had um, prophecy or uh, from healing for the knees yeah. a couple weeks ago. And I touched my knees and I just felt a relaxing of my knees and and the stiffness in my knee joints had gone away, and I just give praise to God. Wow. So, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big, so there's no pain in your knees? No. No. <laughs> no pain in your knees? You just like bent down, touched your own, you just touched your own knees and prayed for your own knees. <laughs> I love it. You want anybody in here, just, and I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass you and have you come up, or anybody in here, you have, Knee, knee pain, any type of knee problem, and you just want the Lord to heal you today? Anybody? A couple of people, a couple of brave people in here. Lord, would you just, just in your own way, would you just pray and just release healing over people's knees right now? Um, Lord, I just um, know that you got the healing power in us, and so we release that healing power right now in the name of Jesus, uh, for you can do all things and all things are possible with you, Lord God. Nothing is too hard for you. So we ask for healing right now for knee joints and wherever these people have problem with their knee joints, we just ask you complete healing. We pray that you would replace the cartilage and Come on. whatever that is That's needed. That's good right there. And these knee joints so that they will be working properly. And we ask that all in your name, Jesus. And we give you all the praise. We give you the glory. Wow. Amen. Amen. Wow. Hey, maybe maybe take it a step further, and if you've if you got some faith in you, even just a little bit of faith, would you put your hand on your own knees there and just pray and re release healing? And sometime during the service, test it out and see if it see if the Lord healed it. That'd be kind of cool. She's my wife, it's like all right. If you're gonna okay. volunteer me, you're gonna <laughs> give me the mic. <laughs> I'll give her I'll give her three minutes instead. That's that. Um. Jonathan just wanted me to share a story from this week. Um, accounting major, about to graduate next week. You would think with all my tax classes and everything, I thought I knew taxes pretty well. Did our taxes and thought it didn't seem right, but went with it because I was convinced that TurboTax was right and I was wrong. And then the IRS proved TurboTax wrong and um, they had estimated our taxes wrong, and this week we got an extra $1,300 fax on top of what we had actually filed for. They caught it and corrected it, and huge blessing to us. And then the yeah. next day... Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And then the next day we turned around and we got a check in the mail for an honorarium for something Jonathan had just spoken for somebody. We weren't expecting anything. We were just doing it for a friend, and... The Lord broke through, and, and these things are just coming real timely for us with cars that need work and things like that. So the Lord's just been That's breaking awesome. through financial. Would you just release, release breakthrough or finances over people? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. In fact, does anybody, anybody need some unexpected, like, blessing from the Lord just out of nowhere? Anybody? Just, you're just like, man, I, I could use that just in my own life. Yeah. We just release provision right now. Go for it. Can I say one more thing? You can first? say whatever you want. I know you've touched on this, and I maybe have missed it a little bit, but but the other thing that I just want to share that happened with us in the last year, 
um, my mom died about eight years ago, and um, I had two aunts that were pretty wealthy and never had children, and they chose to leave everything to their nieces and nephews. I never expected to be a part of anything to, I mean, I wasn't, I was a great niece, and there's tons of nieces and nephews, and I just wasn't expecting anything. I hadn't seen these aunts in years, and um, I got a call out of the blue from my uncle because they wanted our, my sister and my information to add us to their estate, and there was just um, financial inheritance even from our, from our family that was passed down to us that we just had no idea was there. And um, so it's just interesting how there's things you don't even know about and the Lord's been dealing with them for years and you never even knew that there's a breakthrough right there. I'm just going to pray in. Jesus, right now we just release faith and trust in you, God. Jesus, it's all your money anyway. It's all your money anyway. Everything is yours. Everyone is yours. And so we trust you as our provider. We trust you as the head of our home. We trust you as the one who blesses us abundantly and exceedingly above all we can think or ask or imagine. God, your word says that that we have not because we ask not. And so, Father, right now we're just asking for breakthrough. Asking for breakthrough right now for every single person in this room that needs a financial breakthrough. We're asking right now. Show off, God. Show off, God. We trust you. We trust you. In Jesus' name. Yeah, and I just release and come into agreement with uncommon and unexpected blessing. Lord, that there would just be things that every person in this room, they would just have to say it was God. There's no other explanation, but it was God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Damn. I I started to read a little bit out of Psalms 78, actually, when he gave his testimony of healing. And if you read Psalm 78, uh, God said he wanted to establish a testimony to Jacob. So all of us need to have a testimony. And what we do, if you read through this, you know, the people, in, uh, the Jews in Egypt, when they saw the parting of the Red Sea and all these neat things, they forgot what God had done. So we need to keep tabs of these things that God has done to remind us because it also says uh, Psalm 78 verse 7 it says that they may set their hope in God so it's really important to remember your testimonies jot them down it's for the next generation it's to build on for them but if you lose your hope and you forget what God has done in the past you're not going to be able to keep going forward, so to speak. And that's why God was upset that they forgot. So I do want to share a short testimony for myself. In 2004, I was the most recent miracle that's happened. Uh, I was diagnosed with a mitral prolapse valve. And I went in for surgery last July. Well, I had to get this uh, checked again because they didn't know if I should be um, you know, just for safety purposes and stuff. 
Well, it came back negative. And I was like, what? Come on. And they called and told me that. I said, what? And then, of course, right away your mind starts saying, I'm pacing back and forth. Maybe they uh, didn't have good equipment back then. You know, you start thinking, oh. but now, and so then I began rejoicing. I said, no. I mean, this is, I got to believe, too, in my own mind. Oh, I got healed of this. So anyway, that's the most recent one for me. Do it again, God. All over this place. Do it again, Lord. Wow. Yeah. Come on, Kevin. Um, my biggest problem in my walk with the Lord is trying to understand everything. Um, understanding the river, understanding and... I have a hard time getting out of my head. And God has shown me visions, and some days I get frustrated. And what, uh, what I've learned is I don't have to understand everything that's going on. And I don't. I don't need to be in control of everything. God puts me in a position where I've got to step out. And it's up to me whether I do it or not. Um, the Spirit of God is with us every day. It's not something that just shows up when we need it. It's there. Well, we have to draw from them when we need His Spirit. He's there. We just have to ask. We just have to re respond. Praise God. Praise God. I struggled with the river. Um, God, which is actually the Spirit. And it's not a matter of God doesn't make us do anything. We decide to do what He has put in our hearts to do. And one thing I've noticed is when we worship, the more of us that respond to what God is doing with us at that time, the more powerful that worship is and the more crazy it gets. When I started dancing again, I can stand and I can, you know, and I can go through this and it's like, if I wait on God to start doing this dance, if he puts it on my heart, it's there. So I have to literally jump in, and that's the only way it starts, is I just got to jump in, and then it goes. Wow. And um, every time that I respond to what he is asking, it breaks another brick out of the big wall I've built around myself. And when I came in here, I had a wall so high I couldn't see anywhere. 
I can see over my wall now. <laughs> it, uh, That's good, man. My biggest prayer is change my heart, God. I want a heart like His. And I see the little differences every day of how I see people, of how I let people see me. And I heard a song yesterday when I was getting ready for the day and it was live your life like you're loved and that's an awesome way to live we celebrated the uh, passing of the pastor they married my wife and I and God had me go out of my comfort zone when I was in there. And I got to see the spirit and the joy on some faces I've never seen before. And because I let go and touched people Friday, it opened them up to really enjoy the service. I told my wife, when I die, I want a big celebration like that. Yeah, me too, man. But I appreciate everything God's done. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know, the big thing that he said that, that I take away, anybody else need to get, get out of their head? Anybody else need to, like, Give, and you don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to, right? <laughs> Anybody else need to, like, give up some control to God and actually just say, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. And that's a big deal, man. So thanks. Thanks for that. All right, real quick, these, these last three here. Um, well, last year in December on the 16th, I rolled a vehicle for the first time, and it was... Let me just clarify. You said you rolled a vehicle? Rolled. And I was lucky enough to have God watching over me while driving one of my past grandma's vehicles and to come out of that wreck with only minor injuries, maybe some bruises, but that's it. But then that next year was supposed to be the year that everything just got better. And in March on the 22nd, I rolled my pickup. And getting out of that wreck just alive is amazing because when I went back to go look at that truck the complete cab was almost smashed except for the one spot where I was sitting wow wow two wow so two vehicles rolled Lord right now we just release divine protection even over this church Lord you see things we don't see there's angelic protection Lord Psalm 91 says that that you command your angels concerning us to guard us in all our ways and just we release that level of angelic protection over every person at the sound of my voice in Jesus name thank you thank you all right well I had a financial breakthrough even though I'm pretty nice. young me and my twin sister were getting ready to graduate and going off to college soon 
and we have to pay for college ourselves completely and we've been I don't know about Hope I know I've been scared to death about paying for it and I know a lot of people who are still paying off student loans when they're 20, 30, 40s, maybe even 50s. And I know that it's really hard to pay off. And so I've been really nervous about it. And then I think it was last Friday, I got an email from a scholarship that I applied for. And I ha now have a full ride scholarship to college from the Susan Buffett. Yeah! That's awesome. And not only me, but my twin sister got the same scholarship, so we're both going to college for free now. Come on. More breakthrough, Lord. That's awesome. That's awesome. More breakthrough. More financial breakthrough. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. She says she's very happy to be here because she's blessed to be here. Wow. And she's graduating this year from high school? Whoa. Awesome. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did that bless anybody today? Man, just to know that God's doing some stuff? That's really cool. That's really cool. We're going to do something right now. We're going to get ready for, um, for some baby dedications. And uh, we've always said here at this church that the way we grow our church is, is that people just get pregnant and have babies. So, so and then, I mean, you, our mother's room, you know, there's all kinds of babies. I don't even know if the mothers actually listen to the message. And I think they just, like, have their own little, like, small group up there. But no. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. But man, we just love we just love babies in this church. And um, I want to tell you just a, just a couple things about baby dedication. And uh, and then in a minute, we're just going to invite the, the families. And you can if you, whoever you want to come up with you, whoever whoever specialty you want up here, you can have. We're just going to have everybody just kind of line up. I think we got six babies. And the way we want to do this, we want to we just want to release prophetic destiny over each of these children. Isn't that cool? And just coming to agreement with what God wants to do. And, you know, with baby dedication, this is kind of where we believe. We believe that the, that the earliest scriptures talk about dedicating our children to the Lord. That um, guess, who, guess who our children belong to? God, the Lord. I learned that from my dad when, when he, uh, he tells the story of holding me in his arm like a football and asking the Lord some things. And God says, I want your son. And he's like, you know kind of hold, hold me close, and finally he came to that place where he's like, okay, God, he's yours. You can have him. And remember that testimony about releasing control? <laughs> and uh, I think us as families, as parents, um, getting to that place where we can say, God, it, they're not my children anymore. They're your children. And that's a huge step, isn't it? And uh, I'm learning that with an almost four-year-old and a four-month-old, is that these are, these are God's children. Wow. I'm just caught in awe of how beautiful my children are. <laughs> in, uh, in 1 Samuel, there's a lady named Hannah, and she kind of sets the tone for dedicating her child to the Lord. And I'm not necessarily asking you to do this, because she, she dedicated Samuel to the Lord because uh, she wasn't able to have children. And she said, God, if you give me a child... Um, I'll, I'll give him to you. And, and not just figuratively, but literally. She's like, I'll let him um, grow up in the temple. And so when he came of age, 
she she uh, she did exactly that. She let her son Samuel like actually live in the temple, you know. And so we're not gonna we're not asking you to like leave your children at our church by any means. Like we're not asking that level of commitment. But just in your heart as a commitment to the Lord, saying God, this child is yours. And um, we uh, we believe this that this is a this is a test from God. That he's going he's gonna to say, who's this child belong to? And for you to be able to confidently say, my child belongs to you, Lord. A dedicating and a releasing of our children to him. I believe that it provides a generational impact. That's more than just a moment here. But, but this is something that reverberates through generations. Through these children's children and children's children's children. And children's 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 children. Say that five times fast, right? This is generational impact. Mary and Joseph with their son Jesus also set the tone in the New Testament. And this is what this is the scripture in Luke 2, verse 22. It says, When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was a righteous who was righteous and devout he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the holy spirit was upon him it had been revealed to him by the holy spirit that he would not die before he had seen the lord's christ moved by the spirit he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required simeon took him in his arms and praise God saying. And then the, the verse goes on and talks about prophetic destiny that, that Simeon released over even Jesus coming into agreement and releasing prophetic destiny. This is huge. This is what we're going to do this morning. My throat's getting a little. I believe that there's just great movement in heaven when we do this and we get to lay hands on these babies and we get to put oil on their heads. And But... Uh, it, I just want you to know this. It's, it's for the child, but it's not just for the child. It's also for the family. That's what we believe about baby dedication. We, do, we, we call it baby dedication. And maybe if you're from another church or something, you, you've maybe heard it called baby baptism. And I just want you to know, like we, um, in our church, where we're at is we just, we just don't do infant baptism. But that doesn't mean that if you come from that church and you believe in that, that that's totally fine. But in our church, where we're at, is we believe in dedicating the children to the Lord. And then it puts a, it, there's prophetic destiny on the child, but it puts a heavy on the family. It's the, the, the family gets to come into agreement with this thing and really make a commitment before the Lord. Lord, we choose to raise this child in a way that when they're old enough to understand that they can make a powerful choice to follow Jesus for the rest of their life. And that's a huge deal this morning that we believe in. I'm going to invite the families to come forward now. And I think we've got, I think we've got, what, five families and six babies or six children. And I want you to come up and just from my left all the way over to my right. And you can find a, find a spot here up in, the, up in the front. And one of our elders, Kip, is going to be with us this morning. You want to hold these? He's going to help me pray, but then also... My daughter, Aria, is getting dedicated this morning. And I thought, you know, I could pray over her, but wouldn't it be cool if one of our elders kind of dedicated her before the Lord? And so I've asked Kip to help me and pray over our own family. Let me find the oil.
You guys ready? This is an exciting time, an exciting moment. This is what I want to kind of charge the parents here with. And I'm going to say a few things. And if you're in agreement, I just want you to say at the end here, I just want you to say, with God's grace, we will. In other words, I'm, I, I'm choosing to, but I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I need God's grace in order to really make this happen. And as parents, you're making a commitment that you're going to live a life dedicated to Christ. That as an example for these children, that you're going to lead your child to Jesus. Obviously, they're going to make that commitment at, a, at, a, at an age when they understand, but you're going to live that example before them. That in your home, that your home would be a place of prayer, that it would be a place of the presence of God, that, that, that where they could learn the life-changing power of God's Word. That you're making a commitment this morning to keep your children connected to the family of God. That you're going to provide opportunities for them to experience the presence and the power of God. And you're also making a commitment that you're going to pray for their salvation. That at some point in their life, that they would personally accept Christ as their Savior and as their Lord. Is that a pretty big, good deal? And so I just want to make eye contact with everybody as you're saying this. If you agree with that, isn't that fun? We're a, we're a kid-friendly church, by the way, Solomon. So... I remember one time I have a picture of my daughter like while I'm preaching or something doing announcements. She's like right under here in the, in the pulpit and I'm preaching and she's like looking out at everybody. So hey, we're, we're good with all that. So if you, if you believe that as parents, if you come into, would you just say by, just all at once, by, with God's grace we will, just say that after me. With, with God's grace we will. That's powerful. And you know what? I've heard it said it takes a village to raise a child. Is that right? Maybe, maybe more spiritually, it takes a church. And as a church, I'm asking us, I'm actually releasing responsibility over us as a church, that we would say, you know what? We're going to be a church that watches out for these kids, that, that even as children's workers and as Sunday school workers and as, as just as you, as the ebb and flow of the life of Spirit of Life Church, that you would say, you know what? We care about these children too. And, and that you would stand with these families saying, we, in, in, in the power of Christ and in the power within us, we are going to do our best to make sure at a moment in their life that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Is that something that as a church we could do? If, if, if you believe that, you say, Pastor Jonathan, I believe that. Well, just as a church on the count of three, can you just say, by God's grace, we will. Just one, two, three. That's huge. And I'm just going to go along and, or Pastor, I almost call you Pastor Kip. You've been called worse. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, I need, I need this. I don't need that. You need this. Why don't you, why don't you take that for when we get to Aria, or you can put that down. Let's see here. Oh, you know, right off the bat, right off the bat, right here, we get Zane Keith Yeager. Look at him. You might want to hold him up like, like Simba. Look at him. How cute. How cute. Zane Keith Yeager. He's the son of Gage and Rebecca Yeager. His name means God's gracious gift. Carries blessing and grace on his life. Wow. Jesus. God's gracious gift. I'm just going to anoint him with oil and pray over him. <laughs> Jesus. Lord, right now, I just thank you for 
for Zane. I thank you for the prophetic destiny that you've placed on this young man. That, Lord, not only is he a gift to his family, but, Lord, that all throughout his life, the people are going to call him a gift. That he's a gift to the body of Christ. We're coming to agreement with the prophetic destiny, with the anointing on his life. And, Lord, I thank you for even the ministry call over him. Lord, even from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, Lord, that he would experience you even from a young age. Lord, I thank you that even, even uh, when John the Baptist was in his mother's womb, that it said that when he was born, that he was born full of the Holy Spirit. And I just declare that over this young man. And we set him apart in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. He's trying to suck my finger. <laughs> That's an, those are anointed fingers. So, <laughs> Well, anointed with oil anyways. Praise God. God bless you guys. Let's see who we got next on the list. Oh, wait, and we got him down here. Here we go. Bianca Elizabeth Trejo. Did I say that right? Ooh. That's awesome with the accent and everything. Thank you. Bianca Elizabeth Trejo, daughter of Juan and Angelica Trejo. Her name means purity and God's perfection. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I just want to release that over her. Did I leave the oil? I'm like butchering your whole deal. Should I put the oil? Uh, oil's hiding back here. Jesus. Hi, Bianca. Hi, Bianca. You're so pretty. Jesus. Right now. Lord, I thank you for the purity on her life. We come into agreement with that right now that it would be more than just the purity of a young age, but that their purity would mark her life from day one until the day that she dies. That your word says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Lord, I declare eyes that see and ears that hear. That this would be a family that raises her in a way that she would even see God from a young age. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. I love names. I think names have power, don't you? It's a declaration over their life. I love it. I love it. I, it we took so long. In fact, it took Becky and I, we got down to Aria's about ready to be born. We're like a week later. We still have like five or six names. We're like, I don't know. What are we going to call them? You know? Her. Did I say him? What, who's next? We've got, we've got my daughter next. Hey, don't mess up. (laughs) Oh, praise God. My wife says I have to turn my mic off now. All right. You're giving me the mic. I could do a lot of damage with this. Oh, little, little Aria. So we have Aria Noel Lombard. Man. I've been kind of praying over her with, uh, with what the Lord wants to, to speak over her life. And, and just when you, when you think of the Lombard family, uh, just the anointing that is on that family and, uh, and the power that they walk in, 
is, uh, is, is pretty incredible. And so, Aria, you are, no, you are no different. Aria means lioness of God and a gentle melody. And then Noel is, is in reference to, to Christmas with the, the birth of our Savior. And uh, so we just, we're going to pray over that. Uh, but first, Aria, we just want to dedicate you in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. We need some of this amazing hmm. so the Lombards have been through a lot over the past few years some, some definite trials but some of the best things are because of the trials that we go through and the Lord has led you through those through, the, through um, some pretty significant valleys but on top of those valleys are amazing, amazing blessings. And so Aria to you is one of those amazing blessings. And the, and the one thing that the Lord uh, once spoken over her that, that she represents is life, is amazing life, an amazing gift. And so she has a calling in her life to, to bring life to, to any and all situations Lord, that even at a young age, Lord, even even as, as I lay hands on her, that, that her little hands will one day lay hands on uh, on the sick. Um, Lord, we just praise you for that. Little Aria, we just we just we just pray that you would just come into agreement, and we we agree with your prophetic destiny that you are a life giver. Lord, that uh, we just we just praise you, Lord, that uh, the the same power that when you walk into a room, as the song says, that when you walk into a room, the dead begin to rise. Lord, with that same power, that same power is in Aria. It is, Lord, we just we just praise you, Lord, Lord, that that she will be a, a little one that that raises the dead, that that heals the sick, and brings life to any and all situation, Lord, where otherwise there would not be life. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for this family. Lord, we just, we just pray just a blessing, protection. Lord, Psalm 91 over this little one. Psalm 91 over this little one. We ask this in Jesus' name. You're so special, you get four names. And then we all, all four of you have four names? That's awesome. And then we've got Cyrus J. Jerome Russell. Wow, that's awesome. We're going to start with, with Zara. This is Zara right here, right? Wow, can I come down on your level here? Daughter of Solomon and Elsie Russell, and your name means beloved princess. Whoa, she said, sure. <laughs> Can I put this on you right on your forehead just like that? Jesus, beloved princess. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, even as a princess, that that, that means royalty. And Lord, she is a daughter of the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Lord, I thank you for the authority that she's going to walk in. 
Lord, that, that she's going to walk into places and have favor with men and favor with you. God, that, that whether it be in, in the, the church world or the business world, Lord, that there is favor on this young one's life. Son or daughter of the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And we come into agreement with her prophetic destiny right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was a long way down there. <laughs> Cyrus J. Jerome Russell, son of Solomon and Elsie. His name means enlightenment of the sun, spirit of revelation. Whoa. I love spirit of revelation. Can I anoint him right now? In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Lord, even as a young age, Lord, that you would give him prophetic dreams and revelation that he would understand Scripture even beyond his, his, uh, his peers. That, Lord, as he's reading, things would just jump off the page. Lord, I'm reminded of the end of Luke when it says you opened up their minds that they would understand the Scriptures. And, Lord, I just ask that, that what would take years in Bible college and seminary that you would do in moments with this young man in Jesus' name. Lord, that there would be a spirit of wisdom and revelation on him, that he would know things beyond his years. Lord, that, that wisdom and revelation would be his friends. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We set him apart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. And last but not least, Jocelyn Faith Roder. Did I say that right? Jocelyn. I got to hold this little one in the hospital. Wow. Son or daughter, I'm sorry, of Jason and Kathy Roder. Lista, I mean, that would be a little bit, that'd be a surprise right now, wouldn't it? Daughter of Jason and Kathy Roder. Her name means happy, playful, cheerful. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Right now, I just anoint you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I come into agreement with that name. Happy, joyful, playful. Lord, that there would be just a spirit about her as she even grows up and even into her adulthood that she would never lose the happy, joyful, playful. Lord, that as she worships, that she would always worship as a child. Lord, happy, joyful, playful. Lord, that she would bring peace into environments, that she would bring joy into environments. I thank you, Lord, that in your spirit and spirit kingdom is fullness of joy. Lord, I thank you that, that whether she's at school or in her home or in a workplace or at church, that it's impossible for people to be depressed around her. It's impossible for there to be a spirit of heaviness about her, that as she walks into environments, that there would be a divine shift and that joy would be released. And it's because of Jesus we pray. Amen. That's huge. I appreciate that. Wasn't that fun to be a part of that, this mile marker moment in these people's lives? Wow. Praise God. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just got to get my, get my head on here now. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, parents, would you just never forget that moment? Would you always just think back? And I would encourage you this. Write down some of those things that were said. Write down, record it someplace. And, and go back to that in five years and ten years. And, and continue to come into agreement and release that over your child. I just think, I think this is huge. I'm going to do the same, is to, is to write down. And, and if you forget something, come and talk to me. And just say, Pastor... I just forgot what you said. Would you remind me? Because there's, there's power in remembering um, those prophetic words. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're, gonna, um, we're just going to go into kind of the time of our, kind of our housekeeping stuff and offering and announcements. And I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Kelly. By the way, thank you so much for worship, man. I just love what you and your team do. As we have um, ushers come forward just to, to get ready for uh, tithes and offerings, um, <clears throat> I just wanted to read um, out of Psalms 20. And uh, first of all, isn't it just fun to celebrate um, what the Lord's done? Isn't that just awesome? Yes. It's just something, just it's important to pause as a church family and just remember what He's done for us and, um, and to make declaration and, and where we're going from here and what the Lord's done. And, and that's just amazing. So this is. Um, this is out of Psalm 20. That's just a great psalm. Um, it says, May he give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. Let us shout for joy at your victory and lift the banner in the name of our God. May Yahweh fulfill all of, our, of your requests. And that whole psalm just going on to declare in the Lord's victory. And so, Jesus, we just thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. Lord, we just open ourselves up for, for more of your work in us. And Lord, as we just... Um, we purpose our, our resources for, for, what you, for your will, to, to carry out your purposes. Oh, we just um, lay them before your throne. We just pray again that you would multiply them. And Lord, make um, our resources, our time, our energies just effective. And uh, Lord, we just praise you with our giving this morning. And we worship you and just declare your goodness in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Just as the uh, ushers are taking the, uh, the offering there, uh, just a couple of quick announcements. Um, first of all, we've got uh, National Day of Prayer coming up Thursday, May 7th, and we've got a citywide prayer event. Um, it's at the Harmon Park stage, if you know where that's at. Um, bring a chair or blanket um, and your Bible, and, and from 11 to 1, uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. there at the Harmon Park stage. People from all over the city are going to be getting together just to um, just to pray and 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 um, uh, pray for our nation and our city and all those things. So um, so carve out some time there Thursday, May 7th at 11. Okay. And then the only other thing is, Pastor Jonathan spoke I think last week about our tear offs in our in our bulletin. And again, that there's it's more than just for visitors. If there's things that the Lord's sharing with you, or if you have a prayer request or ministry that you're interested, please be sure to take a look at that. At any point, you can fill that out and put it in your offering in the offering plate. Um, but this week, um, 
if you could, we've got um, just some information there on a summer family weekend we're looking at doing, getting together just as a church body at maybe out at a lake and just have the opportunity to have a lot of fun together and pray and worship together and um, play games and just connect. So there's some information on there. If you could just write in there, if that's something that your family would be interested in, that would be great. And um, put your name and, and drop it off either in an offering basket or with an usher or um, with one of us pastors. Okay. Um, yeah. Pastor Jonathan. All right, we're praying for miracles today, and one of those miracles is going to be, Pastor Jonathan, can you preach in five to eight minutes? <laughs> Anybody believe that, All right? <laughs> if someone said absolutely not, that's what, hey, I, I am, I am, and I'm actually not going to really preach, I'm just going to share this morning, and, uh, and I'm just going to share for just a couple minutes about the why behind a celebration service, and, and it's really the wins and the mile markers in our lives, and there was a um, there's a story in Joshua uh, where there was a, actually right before Joshua, Moses and, uh, Moses had, and Joshua kind of had this transition, the, the transition from one leadership of a generation to the next leadership of a generation. And, and there, was actually, there was actually a transaction that happened where, where Moses, um, he, he actually passed on the spirit of wisdom and revelation to Joshua. And there was a whole generation of people that had wandered in the wilderness in fact, uh, by, just by wandering, that meant that they didn't know where they were going. There, was, there, was, there wasn't direction. There, they didn't have revelation. They didn't have all that stuff. And, and, and they were wandering um, because of disobedience, because of a lack of faith and all this. And this next generation was going to make it in to the uh, promised land. That was, what the, that was what the Lord, His promise was. And so from Moses to Joshua now, and Joshua is having this time now as they're coming out of, the, out of the wilderness and there's this Jordan River. And the Jordan River represented a barrier that was between them and the promised land. And this is huge. This is huge. How many know we, we love babies in this, in this church, right? All right. So if you're a parent and you're embarrassed, don't be embarrassed. It just is what it is. We, we're just, you're all right. You're all right. So the Jordan River... It represented this barrier. In fact, do you remember years before, what was another barrier that the children of Israel had to walk through? Do you guys remember another river? The Red Sea. The Red Sea. So the children of Israel had to walk, had a, a miraculous encounter at the Red Sea, and it was parted, and they walked across on dry land. And now Joshua, in the next generation, he's having the same thing with, uh, with the children of Israel. They're right here at the Jordan River. And this is the, this is the cool thing that happens. And so they're standing there, and, and this is in Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight." Then Joshua called the twelve men from whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, and Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God. Now, remember, the ark is uh, it was called the, the ark of the covenant, but in other places it's called also the ark of the testimony. This is a huge thing to remember. 
into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up the stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when you and your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. As he goes on a few verses down in that chapter, um, he reiterates this whole thing, and it says this. It says, Now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, and that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Huge principles in here. And the main thing here is, it's the testimony. It's the remembering of what God did. And somebody even brought that up here uh, as we were sharing testimonies. So I just want to share a couple of things. Why celebrate and remember the wins and the victories? What would be a good reason to? The number one thing I, I saw was, was strength for the next obstacle. I remember because it gives me strength for the next obstacle. In fact, they crossed over the Jordan, and what was the next obstacle that they were going to face? Well, Jericho. And there were walls, and there were giants, and there were all these things going on. And, and so, man, if I were them, I'd be thinking, oh, yeah, you remember just a couple days before when we crossed over the Jordan River, and it was parted, and we walked across on dry land? Maybe God could also do something here. And it gives me strength for the next obstacle. It, the, the other thing is it sets me up for victory. I feel like when I share a testimony, when I remember the moments that, that God did and I, and I rehearse those things, it sets me up for victory. The Bible says we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the what? The word of our testimony. It's huge. I, I, as, I'm, as we're sharing these testimonies up here, we're setting ourselves up for victory. The third thing I, I saw when I was reading this and I was just meditating on, on why do we uh, even do testimonies and why do, we, why do we remember these mile marker moments like the baby dedications and the baptism we're going to do. Why? Why all this? It's a reminder for me and for those after me that apart from God, I can do nothing. Did, did you, guys, you guys ever get into those places where, where you have to stop and ask, well, how did I get here? And I'm not talking all, all the negative stuff, but we do that too. We're like, oh my goodness, how did I get here? But what about the positive stuff? What about those wins in your life? Have you ever stopped for a moment and said, how did I get here? And if I'm not careful, if I'm not remembering the, the things, the, the breakthrough, the things that God has done in my life, if I'm not remembering the testimonies, I'll have a tendency to think, man, I did a good job, didn't I? Man, I, uh, man th those wins, man, I, I, that, was, that was just a lot of faithfulness on my part. That was just some talent. That was good old-fashioned talent, right? And, and by me remembering the wins and remembering the, the mile markers and the testimonies, I'm saying, you know what, God? Like, I'm giving you credit. I'm remembering that I didn't do this in my own strength. But it's also for those coming after me. It's for my children to know that the victories that Dad had, like, it wasn't because he was just that good. 
that, that the victory is that, that when I become a grandpa, it wasn't because grandpa uh, was just that good, or, or the great-grandchildren. It wasn't because great-grandpa was just that good. It's because God was evident in his life. It was huge. And so for me, it's a reminder and for me and for those after me that apart from God, I can do nothing. The other thing that it shows me is that, is, and this is just it. This is just if we only did it for this reason. I share a testimony and I, and I celebrate the wins and the mile markers because God deserves all the praise and all the glory. I mean, if there, if there wasn't any other benefit, he just deserves it. He's that good. He is that good. And so I can sit here. Do you ever just in your prayer time just say, God, thank you? Do you ever just come into worship and just say, God, thank you? Man, there's a whole principle of we enter his courts with thanksgiving and his gates with praise, right? Like there's this whole deal of, of I'm, part of the way I enter into the presence of God, part of the way I come into the gate is just because I'm just thankful, God. I'm just so thankful for what you did. I thank you for what you did last week. I thank you for, for saving my life and rolling cars twice and uh, like I thank you for for the healing in the knees Lord I just thank you for you know the victory over my finances God I just thank you so much remember that time I'm needing a victory right now but God I just thank you so much for what you did it's huge he just deserves our thanksgiving but this last thing this last thing I I just uh, I love this last point it's because he it releases agreement that God will do it again when I share a testimony when I when I start to, to just talk about my story and, and, you know, last week we got this financial blessing or whatever. All of a sudden, it's like there's faith in the air. It's like this. It's like, I believe it's more than just a good story. Any of you, any of you like to tell good stories? Any of you like to, to maybe, you have, maybe your grandmas or grandpas in here and your grandkids get and sit on your lap and you're like, tell me a story, grandpa. Like, those are good and those are probably half made up, but those are good. But listen to this. Like, it's more than just a good story. It, it's, it, God wants to release faith through that story. It, it wants to be a good story, but he also wants to release faith through that story that he's still a God of miracles. He's still a God of breakthrough. The testimony or the story of what God has done is a prophetic declaration. Do it again, God. We say that often in our church, and, and I, I just really believe it, that when we share a testimony, when we share a story, we're saying, do it again, God. Do it again, God. The knees, that's why, that's why when we share these testimonies and then I pray and release it, it's because she, she had healing in her knees and somebody else needs it too. We had financial breakthrough. Somebody else needs it too. Somebody got free of addiction. Well, somebody else needs it too. And so, Lord, do it again, God. Do it again, God. And that's it. That was my whole message right there. <laughs> that was it. This is what I want. I'm going to do something that I, I haven't even warned these people. But I need you to, I, I, what I want you to do is if you work with our children, I want you to come up front. If you work with our children in this church, I just want you to come up and line up here. Children's, children's workers, nursery, anybody. If you work, right now, today. I want you to just come up here. If you work with our children, I just want you to come on up. And I just want to do a couple things. One, I just want to honor them. I am just, I'm just so thankful for our children's workers. There's often times when they um, don't get to be a part of the service because they're, because they're working with our children. And they don't do that as, a, as like a begrudgingly or anything. But, I mean, they love it. This is a huge, this is a ministry of theirs. But 
Um, but I just want to honor them. I just want to just say, in fact, this is what I'd like us to do. If, if you feel comfortable, would you just stand and, and just uh, uh, applaud them? I, I'm, just, I'm just so thankful. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And I know, you know what, and, and you guys, you're welcome to sit. I, I'll tell you what, this really just embarrassed all of them, and most of them would have never even wanted that type of recognition. But I just felt, and, and our staff felt, you know what, it'd be really nice to just tell them how much we appreciate them and how much we love them. They don't just, like, babysit our kids. They're, they're taking our kids into the deep things of the Lord and teaching our kids how to hear God's voice and all this stuff. And so I'm just thankful. This is the second thing, real fast. If you're a child in here, and if you're a parent in here, um, and you want to, would you come up here right now? Just come up here. And I, today, if you'd like to, if you're a child in here and a parent in here, I want you to come up, and we're just going to gather around them. We're just going to pray for them right now. If these guys have ministered to you and your family, and, and you're a child, I'm not going to give you the mic. I'm not going to make you get embarrassed or anything. Just real fast. And I just want to pray over our children's workers right now. Wow. Yeah, you can come on over here. Come on, go over here with you. These people. We've got a couple people on this side. And as they're coming here, I'm just going to pray. Lord, right now, one, I just, uh, I just pray strength over these workers right now too. Lord, your word says that as our day is, so shall be our strength. And Lord, we just release supernatural strength. Lord, your word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we just release that right now over them. Lord, I ask for fresh anointing, fresh fire, fresh passion. Lord, I ask for create. You are the most creative God in the universe. You, like, dreamed this whole thing up. And Lord, I ask that there would be that level of creativity that would just drop on each and every one of these children's workers. Lord, would you go before them and behind them, make all the crooked places straight. Lord, would you really, really bless their socks off. And it's because of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, this, this last thing, we're going to go into a time of worship and baptism. And, uh, and so we're, we're going to invite the worship team up and, and, the, and the people that are getting baptized. If you're getting baptized... I'd like you to come and meet me right here at the stage right now. Ready, set, go. There you go, Angelica. Wow. And Elsie, right? Where's Elsie at? Oh, you're going to get her? Okay. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Well... And Elsie's coming. This is now. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let everyone in on a secret that you uh, like. This is really uncomfortable for you. <laughs> it is. And uh, and this is probably one of the most uncomfortable things. You know, people come up. I, I hear that the 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 one number one fear is like the fear of public speaking. I hear that. You know, I have to like conquer that every like every day. Yeah. So this is this is nothing then, right? Just one like two minutes. I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions. All right. And, and I just want you to just share um, from your heart, okay? And because uh, you're being baptized today. So what I'd like to know is, is uh, when did you come to know the Lord? I mean, I always grew up knowing the Lord, but I feel like when I went to God Encounter after praying the prayer of salvation with Becca and Keith, 
things really clicked. Wow. So everything shifted for me big time. Praise God. Come on up, Elsie. That's cool. And salvation, I, I feel that's one of the biggest miracles in life yep. is, is just salvation. People kind of view it as this mental transaction, but, but it, it is a supernatural transaction when we give our heart to the Lord. Did you know that? That's huge. That's huge. So uh, one last question. Why do you want to be baptized? I want to be cleansed. I want the old me to die and completely new. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to celebrating with you today. So if you want, you could, you're, more, you're welcome to go back in and, and get ready. If you're already ready, you're welcome to do that. Hi. Hi. I think I was supposed to send them to get ready before, and I forgot about that. That's all right. Oh, is this, is this my, oh, that's, I think that might be my daughter's. So... Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Elsie, um, I'm, and I told everybody, I know you guys, that this, this is the most uncomfortable thing in the world to, like, talk in front of people, but can I just ask you a couple questions? Is that all right? My first, like, when did you come to know the Lord? When did you give your heart to Jesus? Um, I'd say fully probably this year. This year? Yeah. This is a brand new deal. I struggled a lot for a lot of years understanding and trusting in Him, and so I just never got that actual feeling of his existence until about a, about a year ago, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Yes. Can I ask you why you want to be baptized today? Um, I just want to be new. Um, I want to start all over again. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I've um, had addictions. I've hurt people, and um, now I'm a new person, and I just want to make that official. Freedom. So, yes. That's awesome. That's cool. Hey. Would you just go back there and get ready, and then we're going to baptize you in just a few minutes, all right? Oh, grab your stuff. All right. Oh, awesome. That's the way it goes when we do a celebration service right there. All right. Hey, so this is a little bit of instruction. We're going to go into a time of worship. Can I invite you to stand with me? And just a little bit different. We haven't done it this way before.